This is the No Grow Show Show. A weekly audio and video production of the First Baptist Church of Grandview, Texas. At FBC Grandview, we desire to ensure that every person in Grandview knows that they are loved by Jesus and his church. This show is one more way we pursue that goal as we discuss with our church members themselves how we can know the love of Christ by a God who regularly reveals himself to us, how we can grow in that love towards our brothers and sisters in Christ through whom God uses to show us truth, and how we can show the love of Christ to those around us. So get ready, pull up a chair, and dive in with us as we celebrate and discuss the love of Jesus Christ. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to our first attempt at our video podcast here on Facebook, uh, FBC Grandview. We are calling this show the No Grow Show Show. So I hope you appreciate the pun. Show, show. Um, We are doing that because at FBC Grandview, our mission uh, is to make sure that everyone in Grandview knows that they're loved by Jesus and his church, uh, and that we do that in three ways, by knowing the love of Christ, celebrating the love of Jesus, Uh, in the times that we get together, uh, by growing in our love for him and in our love for one another uh, through community. And, of course, eventually we all want all of our members and all of us to be ones that show the community the love of Jesus. Uh, And so we break that down into No Grow Show. And so for this No Grow Show show, episode one, uh, we're going to start something that hopefully will continue for quite a while. And we're going to have different members of FPC Grandview here with us. Uh, to answer the same four questions. Uh, So listen to the questions today, and maybe when you get your turn to be on it, uh, you'll know what's coming. Uh, And so uh, the first guinea pig that we have with us today uh, is our brand new youth minister, putting him to work right away, uh, Eric Waits. Uh, And uh, he's going to answer these questions for us. So hopefully this will give you a chance to know a little bit more about Eric, if you don't already, uh, and to hear about his heart for uh, just the mission of the church. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump right in. So Eric, my first question uh, should hopefully uh, be the most one of the most interesting questions that we ask uh, on this show, and that is, tell us one thing interesting, one interesting or funny thing about yourself that we probably don't already know. Well, uh, most of you probably don't know, I am definitely afraid of spiders. Mm. I don't like spiders. Um, experience. I, I watched arachnophobia when I was a kid. Yep, and had nightmares for Rick probably Jeff Daniels movie. Yeah, <laughs> not Lloyd. Yeah, <laughs> not, not being Lloyd, which was kind of weird seeing him play a really serious role. Yes. Like I couldn't take him serious. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but anyway, the the movie scared me so bad. I I had nightmares for months, mm. and now I have a reoccurring nightmare about spiders crawling out of my sink. Oh, no. And so, kind of funny, kind of sad. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, so, yeah, one, in, I'm, I'm scared of spiders. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't care how big, how small. Don't like them. If I run into a spider web, you'll see me freak out a little bit. Okay, <laughs> so. All right, well, everybody knows that Halloween's right around the corner. Set up your spider web trap for Eric. Please do not. <laughs> <laughs> So I remember that movie, and I remember the scene that I don't think I'll ever forget, and I remember it almost every time I sit down on the couch to eat popcorn. 
is if you remember that I think it was an elderly couple sitting on the couch eating oh, popcorn and there was yeah. a spider that yeah. like, bit his hand. Uh-huh. And they found him dead. Yep. All right. So I can understand why you would be afraid of spiders. I just I have that. Watch the, that the reoccurring nightmare is is when he looks into the sink and they just start just coming out mm, of the sink. Yeah. And uh, ugh, yeah. <laughs> I got All right. <laughs> well, there you go. Now you know something about Eric. I'm, I appreciate your vulnerability yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. in telling us that. Okay, well, let me ask you, uh, switching gears, yep. uh, a more uh, important question, and that is, <laughs> how has God been uh, revealing himself to you lately? Okay, so uh, I've been doing a lot of reflection, I guess, new new job, mm-hmm. new scenery, well, somewhat new scenery, um, new, new, lots of new stuff. So I've been doing a lot of reflection. And so something that God has been revealing is to slow down, mm-hmm. stop, and be thankful for the small things. You know, we, yeah. we I think we take for granted a lot of things. And uh, being able to spend some time with my parents, mm-hmm. being able, because, you know, we were in Snyder for five years, not being able to see them day in and day out. So spending some time with my parents, spending time with my kids and my wife and um, it's, it's been really good so I think God's really been revealing to me is to slow down and look at the small things that God has done for us mm-hmm. for myself my family my ministry yeah. um, you know God has has blessed me tremendously with giving me the ministry that he has given me it's his ministry he's allowed me to oversee it yeah so i, I think just i guess a cornucopia oh very good word very good word. <laughs> but anyway just just really yeah yeah cornucopia there you go. uh just slow down and realize that that he's god he's on his throne he's in control and he's got this hmm. that's good yeah. yeah that's a good word I remember when uh, we moved, Cheryl and, and I and Corbin, which was all that existed at the time, <laughs> uh, moved from Bront to Grandview. Remember that same, you know, sensation. That, you know, you're happy to be where you are, sad for the people you left behind, yeah. and uh, just reminded in the midst of all of it how, how much we need that relationship with God. Yes. Um, and it's so easy, I think, to get caught up in the, the, the in life. I know all of you watching, you know, with most of you working outside of the church, it's very easy to get caught up in, in what you're doing in business, but I want you to know it's the same for us. Yeah, you know it's 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 very easy to get caught up in, uh, as the old cliche goes, um, the work of the Lord so much that we forget about the Lord of the work, uh, yes. and forget that relationship with Him we have. So I like yeah. appreciate like you. Well, I mean, you know, in in another thing, it's as ministers when we see, you know, me for a student minister, and when we see. Our students or you see your people hurting yeah you hurt too I mean it's just you you kind of hurt along with them so that can take a toll on you so just to kind of step back and say you know what okay God you're, you're in control mm-hmm. you're on your throne and you're still doing work yeah so all right man yeah. like good it. stuff all right well as we uh, that, so that's again that we're breaking this down on no grow show first question was just for fun a uh, second question is about our personal relationship with Christ uh, and then as we think about growing towards Jesus and towards each other in community, we have our third question. So that is this. 
outside of your family who is one person in your life that God uses to show you truth? And maybe it, give us a recent example. Does it have to be one person? No, it can be multiple people. Okay, so... Man, uh, already throwing the rules out the door. On the first yeah, episode. baby. That's, hey, youth pastor, <laughs> that's what we do, right? right. <laughs> uh, so, as God has transitioned me to First Baptist in, Grand, in Grandview, I, just seeing people just step up, mm. and, um, and I'll give you some examples. Yep. Paul and Beverly, they have been so just awesome so far. I mean, yeah. just doing whatever they need to do to bring students in and to love on these students. David Self uh, cooking breakfast mm-hmm. for, uh, for the teenagers on Sunday morning. And so just different people, Brett and Brad coming to help move and, uh, you know, things like that. And um, Robbie Mays uh, coming and, and saying, hey, let's go out to lunch and, and just encouraging encouraging me. So just see people being selfless is is something that has really just moved me mm-hmm. to the point where, man, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm fired up. I want to, I just want to, you know, burn rubber. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I want to, just I want to do more. I mean, yeah. it, it it inspires me. It motivates me to be a better youth pastor because you have people just willing to go above and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. That's good stuff. So, yeah, man, we we have a lot of really awesome people here at FPC Grandview, and That's right. Eric dropped a few names. People that if you don't know them, man, it'd be great for you to know them. Paul and Beverly Babin, uh, David Self, Brett Self, brothers. Uh, David, uh, Brad uh, Quisenberry, um, Robbie Mays, uh, you know, that's one thing we want you all as, as part of watching this to know is that one of the things you have access to, one of the great tools at your disposal uh, as a member of our church and as part of the body of Christ uh, is the other people in that body and the other people in our church. Uh, Paul is my go-to anytime I have a problem with my vehicle. Um, I'm not saying, I'm not throwing his services out to anybody for free. I'm not throwing Paul under the bus. Uh, but just to say, he's gifted in a way that I'm not. I, I stink at that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I do too. Like, yeah. I'm not a handyman <laughs> by all means. Like I, <laughs> he is handyman supreme, uh, and has man has bailed us out of a lot. Uh, so we're we're grateful for. Well, you know, and, and people texting me. People people texting me. Jared uh, Ishmael texting me. Hey, you guys need anything? Uh, man, just people being selfless yeah. is it's exciting to see, and I really feel because of I mean just looking at outside coming in just looking at it i think god's going to do something big at fpc grandview mm-hmm. and in the community at grandview i just i yeah. got that feel that's exciting stuff yeah all right well let's talk about the last part of our mission and that is showing the love of christ to others uh and, and this one is probably the most uh direct question of the four um puts you on the spot a little bit but that's okay uh how are you currently showing the love of christ to others Loving students where they're at. Mm. Uh, I think you have so many diverse people coming from diverse backgrounds, coming from broken homes, coming from just a lot of junk. Yeah. We, you, you see anxiety, you see depression among students, among people in general, just on the rise. Mm. And so when you love somebody where they're at, it allows them to see the love of Christ because Jesus was a person who 
hung around the, the sinners, hung around the lepers, hung around the tax collectors. I mean, he just embraced anybody and everybody yeah. who he could. So I, for me, it's easy to come up to a student and say, hey, how's it going? And, and talk to them and, and just really get, get where they're going. But But when you get to the point where you get real with somebody mm-hmm. and and see what they're going through, see what, what's going on at home, see what's going on in mm-hmm. uh, in their life in, in general school, thing, you know, things like that. Students are being pulled in so many different directions. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard for them to focus on, on one certain thing. So for me it's it's going to the schools and, and hanging out with them and um, again, loving them where they're at. Yeah. And loving them through some of these things. So um, that's that's how I, I I love people. Yeah, uh, you know, that's good stuff. Love God, love people. That's that's a one of my go to sayings is yeah. love God, love people. So uh, just love them where they're at. That's how you. I think that's how you best show the love of Christ to people is even through all the the stuff that they're going through. Love them through it. Right. That's good. Yeah, yeah we're certainly grateful. Jesus has done that for all of us, right? Absolutely. Romans 5, even while we were his enemies, Christ died for the ungodly. That's right. Um, and I always think of, I think it's John 4. Um, I'm saying it on the podcast, so I better be right. I'm pretty sure it's John 4, <laughs> uh, where Jesus encounters the Samaritan woman at the well. Yep. Um, and even though he knows everything about her, stuff she didn't want him to know about how many husbands she's had and all the things that she's gone through, he still loves her where she's at. Yep. And he communicates with her and shows her love before she decides to make a change. And yeah, and then, and then she ends up uh, accepting who he is right. and believing in him. And then what does he do? He quenches her thirst, ah, her good. spiritual thirst. Good. So, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, I like it. I like that, man. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There's a little bit more uh, about Eric Waits uh, and uh, a little bit more about the heart of the church and the heart of, heart of your staff uh, and, and this uh, church in particular. One other thing we wanted to do uh, with our time uh, in these podcasts is if we have a question uh, that somebody has turned in through our uh, Q&A line uh, that we provide during the sermon on Sunday mornings, uh, we want to address that question. Uh, I have one that we haven't addressed and it was asked a long time ago uh, that we're going to talk about today. Uh, so apologize for being so late on that, but we'll get in, in, in rhythm here and we'll be able to ask them if they come up. So, hey, if you join us on a Sunday morning in person, there's going to be a phone number on the screen uh, during the sermon. Text that if you have, even if it's not related to the, to the, uh, to the sermon. We'd love just to talk about theology, talk about faith uh, in an in a, in a, in a open and friendly context. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe think about things that maybe, you know, we're afraid to talk about or we haven't, you know, questions that we uh, haven't had an opportunity to ask somebody else before. Um, and, uh, yeah, text those in. Uh, you can watch this online or, or in person and, and do that. So I'm going to open up my computer real quick because I want to get the question correct uh, that was asked uh, several, well, as a few months ago. Uh, we were in our Revelation series, uh, and I was preaching on the church in Smyrna, uh, the second church of the seven, mentioned in Revelation chapters two and three. Um, And uh, the question that was asked by the person who texted in that day was, do you believe we are in the days before the tribulation or has the tribulation already begun? Uh, Especially in reference to verse 10 
of Revelation chapter 2. So uh, whoever wrote that question, uh, thank you for doing it. By the way, these stay anonymous. Uh, I don't have my numbers saved, so I just see a phone number. I don't see a name. Um, so yeah, thank you for, for writing in on that one. I think Eric has Revelation chapter 2, verse 10 pulled I, up. So I, I do. Read that. I do. Verse 10, it says, Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and for 10 days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. All right. So I want to answer this question from, from a couple of different perspectives. First, talk about this idea about the a great tribulation that's going to happen in the end. Uh, we actually talked about that a little bit this past Sunday, um, how that idea is in Revelation, and, and it is really kind of taken by John, uh, probably reflecting over what Daniel says at the end of his uh, apocalyptic vision in chapter 12 of Daniel about this great tribulation at the end of time that will be unlike anything that's ever happened before it, kind of a battle to end all battles. When you hear the word uh, Armageddon in pop culture, that's what most people are probably thinking of, uh, this time of, of difficulty and war and strife. And um, we've seen that alluded to already in Revelation and talking about the, the four horsemen um, and, and different passages that we've looked at. Uh, but I also want to answer it in, in relation to that specific scripture uh, in verse 10 of chapter 2. And I think uh, there's two different uses of the word tribulation going on there. Um, so I do think there is going to be some great war, some great time of tribulation for the church uh, at the end, uh, for those who are who remain uh, you know, on the earth whenever that happens, uh, that there will be a, a time of, of great strife. I think that that is pretty clear from Scripture and, just to be honest, pretty clear from just looking around at the world and telling that... Um, despite uh, the optimism uh, that some people have that things aren't necessarily getting better. Uh, and, and so we can see that, that that might be something that happens. But in, in, in context here, we think that this is talking about uh, tribulation that, that people who profess faith endure here in Revelation chapter 2. Uh, and that's a different kind of tribulation, not, not one big great battle at the end, but just what we endure uh, through the message and testimony of Jesus. So do I think we're living in the final tribulation right now. Um, this is just our opinions, by the way. Um, what is the disclaimer? These, these opinions are not uh, necessarily opinion of First Baptist Church Grandview, but whatever that yeah. disclaimer yeah. is. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Corey's opinion on this is that uh, we are not currently living in the time of the, the great tribulation at the end. Um, now, I do think there are Christians undergoing tribulation in the world today. And we are perhaps facing more difficulty in our country than we have in previous generations. I think that's clear. Uh, but I don't think in our comfort in the Western world right now, uh, I just don't think it, it makes sense to say that we're living through the kind of cataclysmic time uh, that Daniel talks about, <clears throat> that Daniel talks about uh, at the end uh, of his prophecy. What do you think about that? Well, I, I would agree with you. Um, I think there's certain tribulations, as Jesus told his disciples, you will face many trials and tribulations uh, in your lifetime, but fear not, for I have overcome the world. Uh, so I think we go through our own tribulations, and I, I think with all the, the division and, and craziness 
that is going on in our world today, I think it's I think you could easily depict that okay, maybe we are. Yeah. But I, I would I would venture to say um not yet. I mm-hmm. mean it, I would venture to say that um God has God has uh, put people where they need to be mm-hmm. in order, you know, put pastor in in his place, in his rightful place. And I think God has uh, motivated people to um, to help you during these tribulation times. And, and so I, I think it's, if we're talking about end times mm-hmm. and, and tribulation in the end times, um, I think it would probably be a little worse yeah. in the end times. You know, yeah. Kind of so. I think I, I kind of catching what you're saying, maybe there's some some birth pains already. Maybe we could see some of the beginnings of things. But at the same time, I don't want to be one to estimate on when the end is going to be. I think one thing you can count on, and I'm, I'm sure many of you have heard me say this before, but one thing you can count on is when somebody says the end is going to happen now, they're wrong. Just because Scripture tells us that, I mean, Jesus himself tells us in Scripture that even he doesn't know uh, when the end is going to come. Nobody knows except the Father. Money. That's right. You're probably right about that. I think we've all seen examples of that. Um, so, you know, there, there's obviously tribulation in the world. Yes. Uh, but is the end upon us? Um, not yet. I think that's that's probably the best, can, most concise answer is, is, is not yet. Yeah. yeah. So looking at that from, again, maybe more specifically in the context of, of chapter 2, verse 10 uh, in the book of Revelation, that I do think does exist mm-hmm. right now. Uh, the kind of tribulation that believers encounter. Now, again, maybe we don't experience it a ton in our context in the West, where there, uh, maybe the church isn't as popular as it used to be, and there's some more difficulty with um, being open faith in the way we were 30, 40 years ago. Um, but there's obviously some places in the world where there is extreme tribulation. Let's take Afghanistan, for instance, because it's on everybody's mind uh, in the last month. Um, you know, hearing the stories of some of the things coming out of the church there are heartbreaking you know you don't even want to imagine what those people are going through um and in context john's or jesus is talking to the church in smyrna which was the church known as the church of the martyrs um kind of out of the seven uh, that jesus was giving them a word of encouragement because of the hardship that they were enduring uh out of the profession of faith knowing that um you know if, if they stayed strong then they would be safe in the end but that they're going to encounter tribulation. It goes back to what you were saying about Jesus saying you will face many trials and tribulations and saying that the world will hate you because it hated me first. Um, that kind of tribulation, yes, I think um, we're in the middle of it. It's experienced in different ways across the world. Um, maybe we experience tribulation in, in a more materialistic sense of just God being absent or seeming absent in the American world, uh, in the American world trying to squish the idea uh, of there being a God, maybe we see it as more of an intellectual kind of thing here, whereas other places it's it's true physical suffering. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I would agree with that uh, in the sense that um, here it may not be the same type of tribulation. For instance, like you, you may encounter somebody uh, in whatever, and, and they ask you if you're a Christian, and then they ask you, more questions on top of that that just try to trap you or get you to say something that's off key. Yeah. And that may be sort of a, a tribulation type sense to where it's not the physical form as uh, I was reading an article 
and it was a letter written from a pastor in Afghanistan. Mm. And he says, this is my last letter. I'm probably not going to make it. They're wow. going they're going door to door. And if, you, if you're a Christian or if you have the Bible app on your phone or whatever it is, they're, they're going to kill you. And he said, wow. he's, he's writing to say, I fought the good fight. As Paul said in Scripture, and so we not we may not experience that type of tribulation, but I, I think as Christians, rejection mm. and, and things like that. If we if we try to profess our faith, but don't let it discourage you. As Jesus said, you, you're going to face those type of things, but oh, but fear not. Three hundred and sixty-five times yeah. in Scripture it says to fear not, and so fear not. Because Jesus has got your back. He has overcome the world. Jesus gives us victory right, for what he did on the cross yeah. in our lives. Yeah. And just like Jesus said to the church in Smyrna, you know, for those who, who stay strong and overcome, we're not going to taste the second death. Mm. Uh, that we will face tribulation here, but the tribulation will come to an end uh, for us, and we can rejoice in that. And that's true about the great tribulation, too. Yeah. Uh, that is a period of time that will... Start, have a middle, have an ending, but we won't have an ending uh, as we live with Christ for eternity and experience uh, his goodness and his love uh, and worship him forever and ever. We are victorious. That's right. There you go. It's a good way to end. Live a good with victory. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, well, Eric, thanks for yeah. volunteering. It's fun. That's the first guest. Um, and uh, hey, we look forward to doing this again. We're going to interview some other members of our staff, some of our deacons, Sunday school teachers, and eventually we're going to get to everybody who is interested. Uh, and so if, if you want to be on this podcast, hey, let me know. Uh, we'd love to, to hear a little bit about your story and to hear about others. Uh, and uh, hopefully you'll continue to tune in uh, to hear more about different people in our church uh, and to just uh, be with us as we celebrate the goodness of Christ and uh, the good that he's doing here in this local body. Because again, at FPC Grandview, we want everybody to know, everybody in Grandview, to know that they're loved by Jesus and his church. Yes. Um, that is what we're about. And uh, we hope to uh, continue to do that and see what God is going to do mm. in our midst. So you guys have a good afternoon. Again, Eric, one more time. Thanks. Yeah. Peace All out. right. See you guys later. you for listening we hope you have enjoyed today's episode of the no grow show show don't forget join us again next week